The Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. No Motesy, just Euler rolling solo today here on the Blitz. But you guys are doing the good thing, getting at me on Twitter uh, with some good questions at Wesley Euler. We'll have a top 10. We'll do some top 10 before we get out of here as it is summertime. But where I want to start in this segment is... Discussing, I think, one of the more intriguing Steelers draft picks, I think all things considered, right? We know how this works. Najee Harris is obviously at the top of that list. Um, He's a national champion. He's a guy who lit college football on fire for three years. First round draft pick, all those things, right? Uh, Pat Fryermuth, relatively local guy, playing just a few hours down the road in Penn State here, you know, within the state of Pennsylvania, where there's obviously a ton of Steelers fans that are that are Nittany Lions as well, too. Second round pick, tight end, right? You you understand why most of the conversation has been around those guys. But to me, Buddy Johnson is incredibly intriguing. Uh, for a lot of different reasons. He was he was a leader. He was a, a longtime starter at Texas A&M, you know, a big SEC program uh, with a lot of expectations there. He was a guy who, uh, we've discussed this before, played quarterback in high school. He played quarterback and middle linebacker in high school. And when he was a senior in high school, he had a decision to make. It, you know, go to Texas A&M, go to the big, big program, the big SEC school, and play play linebacker. Or he could have gone to Tulsa, still a really good program, right? I mean, they had Zayvon Collins drafted in the first round. He could have played quarterback at Tulsa. So he had a a massive power five, big SEC offer to play linebacker. Or, you know, he had still a division one offer to play quarterback as well, too. That's the decision he had to make his senior year of high school. Do I want to try and do the quarterback thing? Do I want to play defense? He chose to go to Texas A&M. And I think you can never have enough of those guys. It's something Tom Bradley, right? Steelers old, uh, Steelers former secondary coach, I should say, a guy who's speaking of Penn State, spent decades at Penn State as the defensive coordinator uh, at WVU and UCLA as well, too, for Tom Bradley. Uh, Adam Crowley and I were fortunate enough to do some draft shows with Tom Bradley. And when the Steelers selected Buddy Johnson, Tom Bradley told us, you know, the best defense I ever coached at Penn State We had like seven of our 11 starters on defense played quarterback in high school. And he said, you you can't have enough guys on your defense who used to play quarterback. They just see the game so well. They think the game at such a high level. They can see everything from a different angle. And because of all that, I'm, I'm very excited to see what Buddy Johnson does. Maybe there's not a huge splash in his rookie season, um, but I do think that he will be involved. Even if it's not right away um, in terms of, of playing defense, right? I, I think eventually he will be out there on the field. Again, not every single down, but I think he will have a role to play. He will certainly have a role to play on special teams. And I've, I've made this prediction. I think I'm going to stick with it. I just, all those things that we talked about, again, not now, maybe not even in 2022, maybe not even next year. It might be another three, four, five years before this happens. But my big, bold Buddy Johnson prediction is that one day, he'll be the guy wearing the green dot on his helmet for the defense. 
Now, I'm, I'm not saying he will ever reach the level of a T.J. Watt, that he'll ever be better than Devin Bush or, or anything like that. And the Steelers certainly have a lot of pedigree on that defense. Um, from Hayward and to it, you know, on the back end to Hayden and Minka Fitzpatrick and obviously the linebackers uh, that I just mentioned. But I got a feeling Buddy Johnson is going to be that cerebral mind, that communicator who might not be an all-pro type linebacker. But I think he's going to be the green dot guy. I think he is going to be the quarterback of this Steelers defense eventually. Like I said, not right away, maybe not even next year. Might take till his third or fourth season. But he just feels like a guy who, (laughs) as long as he can figure it out on the field with the Steelers, within that defense and what they're asking him to do, he's already got so many of the other boxes checked. I'm really excited about Buddy Johnson. He had an opportunity this past week, sat down with Missy Matthews, and here's what he had to say. Buddy, everybody knows that you were a team captain in college. Uh, Take me through how you became that leader. Um, Was it an instant thing? Um, Was it a slower process? And has that always been something, you know, a quality that you've always had? Um, I would say it kind of just happened um, over the years, you know. Uh, I was kind of a quiet guy at first, you know. I um, I came out of high school playing quarterback, so when I came in, you know, I was kind of just watching the older guys, the linebackers, and you know, just seeing how how they did things. And um, I just, uh, I think I had uh, two great guys in front of me uh, <clears throat> playing linebacker at the time, and you know, those guys were very vocal. And when they left, I had a talk with our DC uh, Mike Elko, and he was just telling me that you know he thought I was a great player, and you know, uh, he thought there was nothing but you know success in front of me. But what he needed me to do at the time. He needed me to step up and you know become one of the leaders if, if um, I wanted the defense to get where it, where it needs to go ultimately at the end of the day. So, you know, I kind of accepted the challenge and you know ever since then I just uh, hit the ground running. How does something like that carry over now? Obviously, joining a new team at a different level, you are a rookie, but still having that ability, I guess, you know, to kind of have guys follow your lead or gravitate towards you. I would say um, in this game, that take, it takes a lot of communication, you know, guys being on the same page. So um, guys understand, you know, if you can communicate with them, you know, you can have everybody on the same page and everybody ready to go. Then that only create confidence for the team, you know, confidence for you. And, you know, guys believe in you when they know that, you know, uh, you're, you're going to be there no matter what. And you're going to help them, you know, um, at the end of the day, t- uh, make sure they're on the same page as you. What can you tell us about Dan Moore, somebody that you played with in college and now you guys are playing together in the NFL? Uh, I know Dan is a guy I can always count on. Uh, I remember back when we were working out um, and we were kind of in a, a little COVID um, restricted uh, workouts or whatever. And, you know, it was, it was just me and kind of the older guys. You know, we, we had to be the leaders of the team because most of the workouts were, you know, player led. So I remember it was me, Dan, and a couple more guys, you know, coming along together and, you know, making sure everyone was on track. So, you know, at that time, you know, the team started to grow a lot closer. And, you know, me and Dan became a lot closer. We were we were friends at first, but, you know, after that happened, we got a lot closer and, you know, we both ended up here and I'm, I'm very happy we're both here together. What has the Steelers been asking you to do in terms of learning positions on defense? Um, so they've been asking me to learn the, the buck position. Um, I think it's a, a fun position. Uh, it, it takes a lot of, First of all, in order to play linebacker for any team, you know, it takes a lot of um, 
I would say it takes a lot of vocal leadership that, you know, because you have to talk to the, the D-line most of the time and make sure the D-line is on the same page. So, you know, just just getting that, that, that vocal part out the way, and, you know, mentally learning the plays and, you know, knowing your job. Um, so that's just kind of what they ask of me. And, you know, I, I do my best to make sure I'm, I'm fully aware, you know, what's going on and what I, what I need to do. So uh, I think it's been, you know, great practices, and I look forward to, you know, whatever is in front of me. I know Devin Bush has been out there a little bit, obviously coming back from an injury, but what has it been like, you know, being in meetings with him and just getting a chance to know him as well? Uh, so I think Devin Bush is a great guy. Um, one of my best friends from A&M, uh, Tyrell Dawson, he's best friends with uh, Devin Bush. And, you know, when I first got drafted to the Steelers, um, uh, T uh, Tyrell, he hooked me up with Devin Bush. And, you know, Devin Bush, he welcomed me in, but, you know, at the end of the day, he understood you know, he made made sure I understood that, you know, it's time to go to work. So, you know, as soon as I got here, uh, he's been nothing but a, a, a great older uh, older brother for me. So, you know, he correct me on some things that I do uh, out on the field. You know, his guy, I have any questions I can ask. So he's definitely uh, had a big brother leadership that I, I would need. That's awesome. Um, lastly, you told us after you got drafted, the story behind the nickname Buddy and how you, that's just kind of what you've gone by. Does anybody on the Steelers call you by your real name? Um, so once people first meet me sometimes, they be like the logic and I kind of get them like that. I know who they talking about, but I still act like, like, you talking to me? Yeah, I act like the body's not in the room, and then they be like, buddy? And I'll be like, yeah, that's me, that's me. So uh, I would say, like, new people, but uh, most of the times it's just buddy. Uh, like I say, my professors even used to call me buddy. So at this point, I might as well just go get my name changed to buddy. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for your time. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. There he is. Buddy Johnson might as well get his name changed to Buddy. I, I will say, though, I mean, in terms of, you know, names for Yinzers, Buddy's very manageable, all right? I'm a little worried. Uh, some of the some of the new Steelers, they're going to have their names butchered for a while, right? I think we all know Pat Fryermuth is going to be a challenge for some of those around these parts. <laughs> uh, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, but great stuff there. Missy Matthews, Buddy Johnson, again, taking some time to catch up this past week. If you'd like to see the video element uh, of that interview, of course, like most of the audio we play here for you, all available on Steelers.com. And, and shout out to the good people at Steelers TV uh, for procuring that audio for us. Wesley Euler with you here. It is the Steelers Blitz on SNR on a Thursday. Just Euler, no moats today. Motsy off today. I'm off all next week. It's vacation season, folks. Uh, our buddy Brian Backo is on vacation right now, so no Backo today either. I was talking with him this morning. It's, it's vacation season, all right? I mean, we are about two weeks now away, you know, give or take a day or two, but we're about two weeks away from from Steelers training camp getting underway. So this is the time now. You take your time off, get your vacation in now, uh, because as we've shared with Yins before, once it gets to be uh, mid to late July, that's about all she wrote until Valentine's Day in, in terms of taking any time off around these parts. So Motsi out today. I'm out next week. No back go today. Uh, but as David, the Photoshop extraordinaire, 
says here on Twitter. It's okay, bro. You still got us. I always got you guys. I always got the, the power grid and the megawatts, uh, and you know we appreciate you. You know I appreciate you. We've had some tweets roll in so far, uh, some good ones from Steeler Nation 920, Don Juan, Francis, uh, Sensei, all chiming in here, Gwen as well. It looks like, you know, I'll take your tweets. We'll get to those in the final segment, at Wesley Euler, uh, if you want to chime in on the Twitter.com. I, I love everything we hear from Buddy Johnson there, talking so much about how, you know, it is it is much more than just the skill set to play linebacker, particularly off-ball linebacker in the NFL in 2021, right? Uh, edge rushers are different because quite often your responsibilities are minimal. You know, they're, they're, they're to, to keep the edge, they're to set the edge, they're to go get the quarterback. And yeah, it's, it's, it's not that cut and dry. It's not that simple, but you get what I'm saying. For an off-ball linebacker, though, for your middle linebackers, you hear Buddy Johnson talking about it's all about communication. you got to be on the same page as your defensive line. I, I love hearing the young man discussing all of that already, knowing all of that already, and, and which is why, again, I repeat my prediction that at some point, not this year, maybe, probably not even next year, but at some point three, four, five years from now, I got Buddy Johnson being the guy who's going to wear that green dot, going to be the quarterback, the communicator, of the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Great stuff. And again, if you want to see that interview uh, with some OTA footage uh, dubbed in there as well too, Steelers.com for all, uh, all that good stuff. You know where to get at me if you want to get involved with the show. It is the Steelers Blitz, and you can get at me uh, on Twitter, at Wesley Euler. Now, you know, from, from I guess, from, from Buddy Johnson and Missy Matthews right on the defensive side of the football, another guy that I, that I like to hear from, and when we make exceptions here on the show when I'm riding solo and we play a little audio, right, another guy that I always like to hear from is, of course, Steelers great Merrill Hodge, um, friend of the show, friend of the building, great guy who's, who's been, you know, uh, not as much, I guess, maybe the past year and a half with some of the COVID stuff, uh, but a guy in Merrill Hodge that, that you know, we see plenty of, we hear plenty of from during the season. He does a, a weekly show on DVE about the Steelers during the season with Mike Pursuta and Matt Williamson uh, ju- has jumped on with Moats and I before, jumps on with Tunch and Wolf. Uh, great, great insight, as always, from Merrill Hodge. And so let's go from the defensive side of the football to the offensive side of the football, right? We're covering all of our bases here. Merrill Hodge, little breakdown, little playbook on Chase Claypool. It's the offseason. It's time to reflect and actually evaluate, to go back and look at some players, how they played, and what we expect for next year. Well, the first player that I looked at is Chase Claypool. Now, coming out of Notre Dame, he's big, he's fast, he's a good route runner, and he's very versatile, played in a lot of different positions. Ironically, that's exactly how it played out. He exploded onto the scene. Let's take a look at all the different positions that he played, how versatile and explosive he was, and what we expect going into next year. Chase Claypool's at the top of the screen at the Z position, the strong side wide receiver. Now, the thing everybody hoped for, and the reason he was drafted, is because he's explosive, he's big, and can he make big plays? Well, this ends up being his fourth catch of his career. Now, I want you to watch what the Denver Broncos do. As they walk the safety down to that side, Ben knows right away it's one-on-one on Claypool. Now, Claypool has to win. I want you to watch how Claypool goes about running this route. As the ball is snapped, he advances to the defender. He uses his feet. When he attacks the defender as he comes up to press him, he wins within five yards. 
Watch how he attacks the defender. As he attacks, he's got him on his heels. He's already advanced about a yard and a half. He's won. He won at the line of scrimmage. Ben sees it and obviously takes the shot. Claypool was outstanding at the line of scrimmage. He was great at tracking the ball and finishing when he had catched the ball. These are the things he was drafted for, and he shows he has the ability to do that. But this is not the only thing Claypool did throughout the season. Yes, he played on the outside, but he played in so many other positions that we're going to look at. Claypool now is at the top of your screen, but the only wide receiver in a run formation, and he's to the weak side of the formation. Now, why I wanted you to see this play, because this tells you how smart he is as a player. Keep in mind, he's a rookie. As it seems, a lot of these things. It's a run formation, and a run has been called. Well, Ben sees the corner off, so instead of handing the ball off, he smokes it. The wide receiver has to be on the same page and see the same thing, which Claypool does. He sees the corner off. He's prepared for the ball. Ben leads him upfield. And then this is another aspect of his game that was so terrific. Run after the catch. Breaking tackles. His speed and size make him lethal when he has the ball in his hands. Here's Claypool in an empty formation. He's on the three receiver side and he's the receiver closest to the formation. The Steelers have done that so they can hopefully create a matchup on the linebacker for the Eagles. Now the Eagles are playing a cover two look and this middle linebacker has to carry anything that goes down the middle of the field, which ends up being Claypool. But at the snap of the ball, I want you to watch how he runs his route. He doesn't just run down the field because he has more speed. He attacks the linebacker. He freezes the linebacker, creates hesitation, then explodes past him, making it an easy throw for Ben and a touchdown. It's actually these type of matchups that make him a unique freak. Here's another position where Claypool would line up. In the bunch formation, he's actually the widest wide receiver. They put him there so they can utilize his speed. He's gonna run a wheel route. He's gonna attack this outside defender, work to the outside and wheel it up. But watch how he runs the route, really smart. He's gotta keep enough room to the outside that he can wheel it up. So his initial target is to the defender. Now he starts to widen it. But then when he goes vertical, he does it at the right time by the numbers so that there's plenty of room for Ben to throw the ball to the outside. Now the ball's already gone, but if the route's not run right, then there's no chance to the catch. It's a perfect throwing ball and an excellent catch by Claypool. Here's Claypool in the bunch formation. He's the inside receiver this time versus the outside receiver. And here's what I love about this is at the snap of the ball, he is willing and able to go inside and play against big guys. Does a great job of avoiding the linebacker who tries to jam him up. He gets wide open in a perfect gap. His ability to play inside also makes him unique. Here Claypool is close to the formation. And the reason I want to show you this is his instincts and his intelligence in route running. Now at the snap of the ball, what Claypool is really going to run is a wheel route. But watch what happens when he heads to go upfield. As he turns to go upfield, he realizes the defender's on top of him. Well, that wheel route's not going to work. So instead of just running to the top and running yourself out of bounds and being covered, he works back to bend. He turns, and because his body's so big and there's such a wide radius, he's able to make this catch for a first down. The smarts and the instincts really stand out on a play like this. 
What you just saw there is a lot to ask of a rookie wide receiver. And the only way Claypool could do all of that is he has a couple of things. He's very intelligent and he's an excellent route runner. Now, your rookie year is a discovery year. Everything is new learning. What I expect from Claypool, I expect him to get better at catching the ball up at the moment of truth into traffic. Um, he'll become even a better route runner. And he'll be moved around even more, creating matchups across the board. I expect him to be twice as good as he was last year. He is going to be a special player and a dynamic player for a long time. Twice as good as he was last year. Yeah. From Merrill's lips to our hearts. Uh, I think we would all sign up for that. Twice as good as he was. I mean, what would that be? 22 touchdowns? Yeah, we'll take it. We'll certainly take it. Wesley Euler with you here on the Steelers Blitz solo today, having a little fun, playing a little audio, a little different than usual. I will get to all your tweets here um, when we return for the next segment. I'll also uh, share with you a special Steelers anniversary. Today, July 8th, is a special uh, day in Steelers history. We will discuss on the other side. But before we get to break, one more piece of audio that I wanted to play for you here that just kind of uh, came into our system here, came across the timeline that I've got to play for you guys. Trey Turner, the newest Pittsburgh Steeler, going on the NFL Network and talking about why he chose, why he wanted to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. Take a listen. For a long time, considered one of the best in football, pretty much gone now. Four new starters in place for 2021, including our next guest, new Steelers guard and five-time Pro Bowler, Trey Turner, joining us now. Trey, first of all, congratulations on signing with Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago. What was your draw to the Steelers deciding to sign with them? Well, you know, it's just one of those teams, one of those organizations that they always compete, always in the game, and uh, play my style of football. I got a, got a great quarterback at, at the head of the center, but uh, I like to run the ball, and uh, I'm a, that's something I'm excited about. What's your style of football, Trey? Uh, smash mouth, able to get out, pull, you know what I'm saying, get in some space and run a little bit. Just have a little bit of fun, man. Uh, it's fun when you're throwing touchdowns, but I think it's funny when you're able to run them too. That's been one of the themes of Pittsburgh's offseason is to improve that run game. How can you come in and make an immediate impact there? Uh, I, I believe in my game. I think I'm, I'm a dominant run blocker. Uh, I think I've shown shown that throughout the years. And I'm just excited to come in, man, and just be with the group of guys and, and, and learn, but also give out information, if that makes sense. Um, just go out there and compete. And I think competing is the biggest thing. You go out there and you, and you compete, uh, good things happen. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, you mentioned that the Steelers are one of those organizations that are always contending. There is no rebuilding in Pittsburgh, even though you have a new look offensive line, still big Ben Roethlisberger back there. How can you form quickly uh, chemistry with your quarterback and your new offensive line teammates there? Uh, it's just work. Uh, it's going to be reps. Uh, we're getting ready to head into training camp, so it's just going to be countless reps and getting that continuity and gelling with one another. But uh, it's still football. Uh, that's something that I know I've been playing for a little while now, and uh, I know at the end of the day, everybody wants to win. So when you're on the same page and you want to win, you figure a way to do it, you know what I'm saying? You just figure it out. And I'm excited about it, man. I know everybody's that excited. If, if they're there is excited and, you know, just ready to play ball. And throughout your NFL career, you've blocked for Cam Newton and last year Justin Herbert, a couple of big-bodied quarterbacks. Ben Roethlisberger cut from the same cloth there. How can your previous experience quickly help you adapt to blocking for Big Ben? Uh, I mean, 
You know, he, he, he's a legend. You know, in his own right, he's a legend. Uh, I'm just excited to be able to, you know, to, to get around him and, you know, uh, just learn what I can learn from him. You know, when somebody's been playing the game that long, they have a lot of information to give out. So, man, I'm just going to soak it all up. But uh, most important to keep him upright, man. That's the most important part, give him an opportunity to go out there, spin the ball, and do what he do. Well, Najee Harris, I would imagine, would hope to be a legend one day in Pittsburgh. Being an LSU guy yourself, I'm sure you saw him play plenty of times in the SEC. What are your impressions of your rookie running back? Man, I'm excited. I'm excited for him to run behind me, man. Uh, very big guy, but uh, he can move. He can move, and uh, I'm excited to see him push some powers forward. Excited to see him fall forward for that extra yardage, man. Uh, I know... I know we SEC guys, so we're going to battle, man. And that's what I'm excited about. We mentioned that you were a five-time Pro Bowler every year from 2015 to 2019. A little banged up last year. What have you been doing this offseason to regain your health and regain your form to get back to your Pro Bowl ways? I've been working out with Jackie Slater. Uh, we've been working out in Orange, California. So uh it kind of set up shop out there for basically my own personal mini camp or OTAs, if that's what you want to call it. Uh, I didn't sign until recently, so I had a little bit of time to take advantage of, of skills that I knew I specifically needed to improve on and, you know, just make sure that the body was healthy and, you know, get mentally refreshed. I think that's one of the key components in coming into a season, you know, ready to go, especially with this extra game added. Uh, just, just, just mental clarity on everything, and man, I, I can't tell you how excited I am just to go out there and ball and have fun. I know you're from uh, joining us in New Orleans right now. You went to St. Augustine High School, famed high school there in New Orleans. So many players. Mm-hmm. Who's the best player out of St. Augustine? No, I'm not. I can't do that. Come on, I'm putting you <laughs> on the it's, spot. It's, it's a lot of guys that that came out of St. Augustine. You know, uh, uh, man, I don't know. I don't know. I, I had to. I had to let you go. I had to let you pick one. But uh, we have we have a lot of guys that come out of St. Augustine. A lot of guys that do really well, not only in NFL but in the NBA and all. So uh, you know, it's exciting to just to see the guys that that I went to school with, and even the people prior that went there. You know, just to share within the glory of the school and you know the successes of, your, of the future. Yeah, didn't want Tyron Matthew or Leonard Frenette mad at you, Trey, taking the easy answer yeah. out. You know who, looking at that list, Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed for you Rocky fans, also attending St. <laughs> Augustine. Trey Turner, good luck this upcoming season in Pittsburgh, and thanks again for taking time to join us here today. Oh, man, I appreciate it. Thank you. Trey Turner there, the newest Pittsburgh Steeler on the NFL Network, uh, talking about what it means to be a Pittsburgh Steeler, why he wanted to be a Pittsburgh Steeler, what he's been doing this offseason to get himself back geared up and ready to go heading into a new season. A little SEC banter there as well, too, being asked about his uh, his new rookie stud running back, Najee Harris, uh, that we are all very hopeful and optimistic that Trey Turner will just be, uh, you know, bulldozing, clearing pass for Najee Harris and, uh, you know, and those two will be breaking off runs like they're Fast Willie Parker and Alan Fanica in the Super Bowl, baby. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Wesley Euler with you here on this Thursday. We got one more segment to get to when we come back here. I'm going to get to your tweets. I'm going to tell you why today is a special anniversary in the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers franchise. And we'll do a little top 10 on the other side as well. So last chance uh, to get those questions, comments, concerns, reactions, opinions in, all of that stuff, whatever you want to talk about, I'll take your tweets 
at Wesley Euler on the Twitter.com, and we will continue the conversation on the other side. I, all right, fine. I, you know what? I changed my mind. I said in the open of the show that when we got to the top 10 segment that we were going to do running backs or wide receivers. You know what? I've, I've changed my mind. Just full transparency on the fly here. During our last break, I changed my mind. We're going to talk top 10 edge rushers. How about that? Because it'll give us a little opportunity to, you know, talk some TJ Watt and maybe some Bud Dupree as well, which uh, which we always like doing around these parts. So everything on the table here for our final segment. You know where to get at me if you want to get involved. It is the Steelers Blitz on SNR.